Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time, a wave sports and entertainment original presented by Prize Picks. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is that time of week where we have a guest join us. My man Trevon Edwards joining us live from New York City. What's going on, man? What's going on, Bo? Welcome back. I'm happy. Hey, man. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Glad to have you. I wanted to throw this out here because I thought I would be bored with the Cam Newton story by now, but I'm not mm-hmm. bored yet with the Cam Newton story. And then I just remember that you're from L.A. and you've been around basketball and uh, Los Angeles sports for a long time. And it just made me wonder what the wildest thing is that you have seen surrounding youth level sports and, uh, shall we say, aggressive coaching. Oh, man. I mean, I've seen former, quote unquote, local legend. I won't say names. Fight with said parent of now coached, you know, child of local legend. Right. And these two get into it over playing time. Right. Like, yo, why my kids not playing? Like, what's wrong with you? They get face to face. Dude gets punched. He lead a gym. The dude that gets punched. Goes and pops his trunk. And you know what that means. You go get that hardware and the whole gym scattered. And it was just too much. Like, you know what I mean? We're not fighting in the West. It's that, you know, we ain't getting that. We ain't getting no good old tussle like Cam Newton did them. You're not going to throw me on the internet. We're going to clear that gym out. Well, that's actually the biggest surprise to me is like these cats really thought they, they ran up on Cam and nobody had that heavy metal. And my thought would be like, if I'm Cam, I'm scared of somebody running up on me because you must have that heavy metal because otherwise there's no way in the world that you think that this can work. The only way that you can ever have the confidence to run up on me if I'm Cam Newton is if you come in with the clapper clapper. Bro, bro is 6'5", 240. Like, he looked like... How he was tossing them them dudes looked like his highlight tape trying to trying to get past the goal line. I was waiting <laughs> on him to do the dab after. Like <laughs> I don't know what they was thinking. They did not have a right plan for that one. No, but you think about that 6'5, 240, right? That's basically mm-hmm. like the size of PJ Tucker. Except even PJ Tucker don't seem as big as Cam Newton. Yeah. And that's not a small man. That's not a small. I mean, any of these athletes, I mean, we talk crazy. We we look at them from afar, whether it's the TV, you know, I mean, even from the 200 seats, you know, I mean, you paid a little decent money for the 200 seats. They don't look too threatening. But when you walk up, like I said, I was at the garden not too long ago and I seen Luca. I said, he's not that fat. <laughs> he's not that fat. Okay, I'm like, oh, he he in shape. And he's not that slow. He's just playing his own pace. So it's a little different, mm-hmm. man. You know, TV had a little 10 pounds. You know, you got to put respect. <laughs> that dude is legit 6'7", 6'8", 220, 20, maybe 240, if you're being nice. Um, and, yeah, them dudes are, are really big humans. So actually trying them. And, like, Cam obviously still works out. He obviously not, like, chiseled. But that dude's a, a a strong man despite you know the slander of his hats and how he dressed he still could throw them things well i mean first of all like a man that dressed like that leave him alone he divide he, he has derived that confidence from some place 
And normally that confidence is a company with the ability to whoop that ass. Whoever ass decide they want to step up, this is what it is. But I can make a basketball segue off of this. You mentioned Luca and Kyrie. They, uh, Luca, they just lost that crazy game to the uh, to the Cavs, right? With Max Stru- Max Struess like going NBA Jam on fire in the last three minutes and hitting the most unlikely. Like, look, man. Like you, I, like I feel like when you tell Max Struess, hey, you got the three quarter court shot, you really gave up. Except they didn't give up. They won the game. He nailed that. But you realize how crazy the NBA is where you got Luka and Kyrie playing at peak Luka and Kyrie levels, and that's the eighth best team in the West? I mean, that really shows where, how talented these guys are, how talented these teams are, how competitive we are at this level in 2024. Um, you mentioned the Max Drews heave. Reminded me of the uh, Devin Harris, the fumble joint that went at half court and it went in. And, and I mean, those games, like those attempts, you're not supposed to allow them because anything can happen. You play to the buzzer ends, but like some shots be like, nah, I don't think they're going to go. And you don't want to foul. Like, I think that's the one thing that everybody's like always like don't play too hard of a defense because you can bail them out and put the ref in a weird position to call it. But man, yeah, like you said, man, it's competitive and the Cavs are actually rolling. Like I don't think they're getting enough love. You know why? I mean, they're not getting enough love because don't nobody believe that shit for a minute. I don't believe it for a minute. You don't believe it for a minute. We think it's cool that they second in the East. Don't nobody yes. believe it, not for one minute. Because, I mean, first of all, we're we doing this around two small guards and mm-hmm. two tall men, not to be confused with big men. Yeah, two tall men. We saw men. what happened the last time. Right, right. T- tall man, not big man, right? We have seen this happen. Like, one thing we know, you can't have two-time tall man. You can't have two-time small guard. And they got both of those and said, we're going to run it back, and we're going to see how this goes again. And I just don't nobody believe it. I mean, honestly, I didn't have no faith at, at the beginning of the season, and then they got it going. And shouts to JB and his staff and Donovan Mitchell playing, you know, really well. But it's like, again, it's hard to trust Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell can score his ass off. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, still don't trust them and then like are they good enough to beat the boston celtics are they good enough hell to even beat them you know a healthy new york knicks we still haven't seen them healthy yet but again i don't even know even if i trust them um miami heat is starting to figure it out too they had some double digit uh wins so you know and miami Heat always they're they're the last 25 games of the season type team to bring the momentum into the playoffs they always make a like a crazy run spo figures it out all the time so it's interesting. At Miami, I feel like I don't know what matters until the playoffs actually start, right? Like after I've seen you go to the play, I've seen you go to the finals as a five. I've seen you go to the finals as an eight. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this other stuff. I really, I mean, I really have no idea, right? Like that's just so wherever they are. And I think what they sit in like fifth or sixth somewhere right over there in the east. Okay, whatever. They could be sitting at number one. They could be sitting at number ten. They had to go through the play in. In order to get in there, they you 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 guys can do whatever you want. I'm just going to have to assume that somebody there knows what they're doing until proven otherwise. Like that's just how that team feels to me. But in the East, I look at it from top to bottom, and I'm just kind of like, if this ain't the year that Boston can run away from, run away with it, I understand why you look around and just be like, yo, what more can we possibly be talking about here? Because I am a long-standing Porzingis skeptic. I like I I took pride forever. I felt like everybody got a little bit too hyped up about that idea from the beginning. And since they hated the Knicks and Dolan, they got like on Team Porzingis in a way that I didn't think was in line with his actual play or what he actually deserved. Hey man, he's starting to look like that dude they was talking about when he came out to draft. 
Yeah, and also just like on the defensive end, like he's locked in. And I think certain players get the responsibility given to them when they first get to the league, and that's not who they are. But the beauty of it, if you can stick around and you're not phased out, you get a chance to recreate the path for yourself, right? Not a lot of pressure from him. He doesn't have to be the second guy every night. He doesn't have to be a consistent uh, 30-point, 25-point guy. Right now, hey, help us on defense. Give us some offensive end. If you can do both, rebound, et cetera, that helps. And like I said, they're they're in the mix. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think they can beat a Western Conference team, but I think like they're sitting at the top, cozy um, at that one spot. But here's my question. What if they need him to be the number two? Because, like, I feel like they might need him to be the number two. I don't believe that one. We have seen the limitations in the other number two option that they have in Boston. I'm just saying, what if it turns out that you kind of need Porzingis to be the number two? Because of that whole, like, as I say, Jason Tatum, his right-hand man ain't got no left. I mean, look, it's second-round exit. Oh, you see something weird like that. Yo, I don't want I don't want them to go out in the second round because I don't want nobody to die. Some shit gonna burn down. I don't know who shit is gonna be, but something gonna catch on fire if they lose in the second round, man. It ain't like it's gonna look like 1957. Yo, yo, James Brown gonna have to get on stage and tell everybody to calm down. Like, I just can't. Can you imagine if they can say what you want about the Celtics? At least they get you to the conference finals. If they were to mess around and lose in the second round, like if they played Miami in the second round. And lost in six, or make it worse, lost in seven at the crib. Oh my God. It'll be like how the uh, Phillies lost. Well, you know what I mean? Like all that whole miracle feeling and all that, all out the door. Trade them, fire everybody. Like they would be at every camera. If you had a fan cam, they would have to bleep so much because <laughs> half of them going to be drunk. <laughs> and they for sure not going to have nothing nice to say. But listen, if they lose in that second round, it's going to be trouble. And I, the team right now that I think that's going to make a fun run is Indy. I don't know where, how far they're going to go, but they're going to beat somebody that they're not supposed to beat. Well, I think Tyrese Halliburton is a legit on-my-back guy, right? Like, he's a dude mm -hmm. to be like, all right, fellas, what we got is me. And if we just jump on my back, let, 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 let me take care of this, right? And like, let me take care of this. They got a couple of other dudes. They got just enough around where you'd be like, okay, somebody could get it going or whatever. You might like, you know what they are? They're a team that make you want to bring back the best of five. Like one of the worst mistakes the NBA ever made is when they got rid of best of five in the first round. Because a team like that could win a first round series in a best of five. They could mess a around, sneaky five. steal a game. Right, right. You know, like after the NBA lost too many good teams early and they decided never again and they could get more money off an extended first round. But it's way more interested when you got that best of five out there and somebody can come out here and sneak a game. Like, I feel like Indy's the team over there that can sneak one. Otherwise, Boston, who I guess the problem is we don't trust them neither. Like, the only thing that we trust in the East is that the Miami Heat are going to play really hard. And I think that's that's the key to it. Availability and playing hard, right? And just having the cojones factor, you know what I mean? In certain situations where you look at it in a in a situation of like, look, man, we got seven games. Who going to tough it out? Who going to be a SOB and really get to a point of like getting it done? You know what I mean? And I've we've seen one too many times people wet the bed, especially the quote unquote superstars. 
this is all shaping up for what would be best case scenario for me and you. And I don't even know if you fully understand that it'll be best case scenario for me and you, but I think it will be for me and you because the thing that me and you have in common is we both live in New York City. And I just cannot imagine what this city will be if we get a deep Knicks playoff run. Like if the Knicks are still playing and stuff is green and warm outside. Right. Like if the Knicks imagine the Knicks got a playoff game at eight o'clock on a day where it's 69 or 68 and sunny and everybody's been at the park. Can you imagine how lit New York City's going to be if it's like game three at the garden and it's a nice day outside? Oh, we getting a watch party, Jurassic Park, Toronto level. <laughs> like somebody, somebody, we might get a watch party in the Bronx. Somebody might pull out a mega screen. They might put on a wall projector and we just go to a watch party and just sit there and just get You'll never see a happier collection of people. These people are so happy right now with the Knicks. Like it's not even at that crazy, hey, so what do you think, championship? No, they just seem to be really happy that the basketball team is legitimately good and good in the way that they like a team to be good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've been talking to people around the city and the energy's there. Like thinking about the years where like paper bags, showing up the paper bags, you know what I mean, over their face to now like, yo, we got a squad. We filled all our needs. All we need is our guys to get healthy. And if they can show up in the first round with a full healthy squad, like I said, that 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 Eastern Conference Finals don't sound as ridiculous as it is just because they scrappy, they play hard. And like I said, they don't have no jokes on their team. Like, bro, like when you look at the run, like if if Tibbs actually goes eight deep, eight, nine deep, that eight is serviceable. And they're going to be, they're going to they gonna play hard. Well, that's what I was saying. The thing is, so like right now they're sitting at the four. So let's say that they got to the second round and they were playing Boston. And the strategy would be, we're going to hit these dudes in the mouth over and over and over again. Like, you would get a lot of that, because the Knicks are built for that, right? They got big, uh, what's that, the Hartenstein dude and Mitchell Robinson. That's what they here for, right? Like New, like, like, New York knows what to do with some big dudes like that. Like, we don't really need y'all to do nothing, but go out here and be big. And is this incarnation of Boston, the one that doesn't have a Marcus Smart on it, right? They are battle-tested, but are they ready just for a series where somebody going to knock them around? I don't know. I mean, I think it would be all finesse. Like, Jason Tatum would have to truly prove why he feels he's the best player in the NBA, and he's he's said that, you know, recently in last month. So I think in those oh, situations – that, that's cute. Yeah, he, he really thinks that, Bobani. You know what I mean? He was asked a question, and I was just like, I don't feel that way. Even the same thing about him <laughs> thinking he's the MVP. Like, the MVP is like, cool, y'all sitting at the top, but like, you're not doing it for me. You're not doing it for me at 27 a game. No, well, I'm also say this, man. You could be out here like I'm the best player in the game and all that, and I'm like, I feel like there's a like an unspoken modifier in there, and y'all are competing to be the best black player in the game, right? Like it's wide open. Who is the best? Who is the who is the, who is the best NBA player of African descent? 
that there's a competition to be had. I'd watch that one on one tournament. However, who's the best player in the league? No, sir. It's, it, it is, it was, and until further notice, it will be the big old dude from Serbia, right? So like, I just need, to, I just need the brothers to understand. Like maybe, maybe Jason Tatum, you the best player in the NBA with waves. Maybe that's <laughs> with good what hair it still. Is. With good hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You your your barber don't cut nobody's hair. As uh, nobody's hair who's as good at basketball as you are. These are the kind of contests that y'all gonna need to have right now because we don't lost this recipe, dog. We ain't even winning like uh, like the and the American blacks. You know what? Maybe that's where it is. Jason Tatum, he has to broaden his horizons a little bit. These other blacks count. These other these these Europeans, they also count too. All he thinking about is dudes that played AAU. Like <laughs> that's that's where he at right now. Anthony Edwards has kind of cooled off a little bit. I had Anthony Edwards right there in his face. But I mean, you know, we we back to reality. And 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 my two favorites right now is the Canadian, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's cold. <laughs> Dude, I don't think I was watching the Thunder and the Rockets last night. I think we're underestimating like there are things that are not the that aren't new. But I think we underestimate what they are sometimes. Like just because a couple of people have done this before, it doesn't mean it's a common thing. It's just not the rarest thing in the world. Dude, that whole I'm a 6'6 point guard thing, that matters. Like Shea is 6'6 at the top of the key, and he's hitting you with like 50, 40, 90 splits. Yes, he's a dog, man. Like, I mean, I mean, like. Overall, he's been locked in ever since. You know what I mean? He said he spent the summer watching The Last Dance and he's just on his mic mode. But like, he is really backing it up. Then he got, I like the idea, him and between him, Halliburton, Brunson, this quote unquote new age era of guards, right? Shay's going to Instagram and talking shit about his appoint, uh, opponents, you know? And that's just so fun. I, I, I don't think I would was going to be rooting for OKC like this since post Durant Westbrook era. I don't think people understand how good they are. And okay, having three MVPs on a team at one time is crazy, right? And that's what they had. They had Westbrook, they had Kevin Durant, they had James Harden. But having Shea and Chet on that team at the same time, that's something that we gonna look at in a very similar fashion, I believe. Like I think I feel like we've seen enough to see that what we thought Chet was going to be, if he stays healthy, we're, we're in line with where we thought that this could go, right? Like, the, I don't know. They know I don't know at this point about that dude. He out there doing it, right? Shea right now is putting up, like, advanced numbers that are in the Jokic space, which is ridiculously difficult to do as a guard, the things that he is as doing. As a guard at that. So just, yes. have, right, just having those two dudes plus what they got around them, plus they still got all the picks, so if they need to make a move to do something, they can still make a move and do something. We have we have completely lost track of what they're doing. Look, Jalen Williams doesn't get mentioned enough. Hooping, right? You you make the quote-unquote gutsy vet move, former All-Star, you bring in Gordon Hayward. They ain't even got minutes for Gordon Hayward. That's how much they rolling. They ain't got minutes for Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Let Gordon Hayward go play for the Lakers. Let Gordon Hayward play for the Suns. They would have been talking about this for three, four weeks. Oh, you know, I love the acquisition they got Gordon Hayward. He's going to be great when he finds his footing. They don't even need him to find his footing yet. He's just still just figuring it out. He ain't had enough practices. He's just going over there at post game, barking, 
a little innocent bark. He with the young fellas. He just here for the ride. He understands. And I just I like what they got going over there. Presti a dog. He for real. And your boy and your boy wrong foot. Like at some point they're gonna trade wrong foot because I just think that they could probably get more from him than they use. But every time Josh Giddy put a shot up or go to the basket or whatever, all I know is it's gonna be off the wrong foot. I can't imagine how frustrating it is trying to guard that dude, right? Like he stay clapping on the one and three. Everything he do is just like, what? He, what like, what is this, man? That's that's the school of Nash, man. The Drogic school. You know what I mean? Throwing off your opponent, but it's not needed on every, you know, every possession. You know. Um, but I think that's a good problem to have, like knowing who you actually could part ways with. You know what I mean? You 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 wave Poku. And now you look down, you're like, oh, I like all these guys. All these guys are really good guys, but why do you got to go? Josh, you're out of here, brother. You're out of here. <laughs> right, right. Like, you just look around, and it's just kind of like, wow, you know, a good fan favorite, right? You like to have that. Mm -hmm. That got me thinking about Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward now has played on all the teams where if he was ever going to get his jersey retired, he'd have checked three of the boxes. He went to Utah. Mm -hmm. He went to Boston. Now we in Oklahoma City. He just wasn't never that dude. Like, that's all that, that mm -hmm. you just know that from there just never got to that place but i want to ask you something yep. about the east because we bounced around talking about all those teams but the one team that we did not talk about in the east as we did all that bouncing was milwaukee and i mean you and i have not talked about the whole doc situation and i don't like i don't know if there's any new terrain to be had about doc but dave seems cold and sad man can we uh Sean, can we get this this quote up here from dave lillard what dave lillard had to say about living in milwaukee he said i go to practice i go home Play video games. Man, I can't read it because it's too small on my screen. He said, man, I type in boxing website, Fight Hype, on YouTube a hundred times and been praying for something new to be on there. Seriously, I don't have much of a life. Yo, like, maybe he just meant that matter-of-factly in the flow of conversation. Yeah, maybe he meant that matter-of-factly in the flow of conversation. But let's be real. It's not like he moved there from Paris. He was living in Portland. Portland's not the most exciting place in the world. I will say this, as living, as have lived in Milwaukee and in Portland, uh, por like, again, I'm not trying to have people just, you know, in my mentions with the torch and, and, and saying I'm bashing the cities. Um, Portland felt more of home because he's obviously got a chance to grow as a man, make money, bring his family there. He still has family there that have live livelihood there, you know what I mean? And and they just can't come. They can't they can't go with the ride you know what i mean they can't go to milwaukee so he's missing that the normalcy of being able to hide out in the little of the state and be surrounded by family now you know you come home after two three hours with the nasses and and, and Giannis and and all these young boys that's a whole nother thing dame is the oldest on that team outside of uh uh brooke also he thought he was going to miami Let's not forget that he thought he was going to Miami. Like I say, he thought he was going to Miami. He went to Milwaukee. It was like that time I was talking to my brother and I meant to say Somalia, but I said Samoa. There's <laughs> a big difference between Somalia and Samoa. Big, big difference. Just like there's a big difference between Miami and Milwaukee. You got to make sure you look very close before you click. Hey, them, bag, them bags is packed. And it's like, you got them tropical shirts. Yeah, you gotta go buy a puffer. <laughs> the day, the disrespect, like the, the sadness in your face, like your agent telling you, like, yo, Miami good is done. So you like, oh, like, 
You know what I mean? When I get there, we're going to go to live. We're going to have this party. we go go here. I'm going to get a house off the water. I'm going to be like, it's cool. I'm single. Yeah, just newly divorced. He like, it's just the whole thought. And then you get sent to Milwaukee and you're just like, damn. Or they tell you Miami's not going to happen. And then they're like, okay, but there's Milwaukee. You're like, whatever, man. I don't even care. Fine. Yeah, cool. Milwaukee. Yeah, whatever. Got it. Got it. Like, you don't even really give it no thought. And then that first time, because the thing about Portland is, Portland's one of them places that's like it's not warm, but it is not super cold. Milwaukee? Milwaukee? Bruh. I was just in Chicago over the weekend and it snuck up and started snowing. Man, that shit was hitting me in the face, like with the wind. And I got I was, I was like, I was in Iceland making it happen. You know what I'm saying? I got real proud of myself. And like, yo, I've really adapted to this cold, man. I got to Chicago and the hawk was like, nah, your boy been waiting on you. And that's Chicago. We ain't even talking about Milwaukee. As living in Milwaukee for two years, man, I love Milwaukee. Great people. Love black culture over there. Um, but when it's talking about things to do, it's still growing. They still trying their best to like get it to that point of like, hey, come to Milwaukee. We got fun shit to do. But Milwaukee in March, yeah, I'm saving a lot of money. I'm saving a lot of money. I'm staying <laughs> in. I'm staying in. I ain't coming outside, bro. I'm going to work, practice, and to the crib. And we just go use our imagination. And again, like I said, most of his teammates are either super young and like they playing video. Like, I don't even know if they playing video games. Bro might become a professional <laughs> boxer with the training because he got that much free time in Milwaukee. He's just in there. He's just going to bring a real boxing trainer in there to help him after games. Oh, he probably tried to go hang out with Brooke one time. It was like, nah, bro, this is too uh, much. This is too much. Uh, like, you, you think he sure. tried to kick it? You think Pat done got him in the car and made that trip down to Chicago? After that quote, I think he needs to become Pat Bev's best friend. Pat Bev can show him a good time in the Midwest. Like, I think he Pat Bev could bring that quote would be different by playoffs. Here's the only question I got about Pat, especially Pat from Chicago and Milwaukee right down the road, right? Like, Pat could conceivably be living in North Chicago right now, okay? Uh, who Pat bringing with him from the shack? Like, that's that's the only question I got is, like, because I don't know if, do I want to hang out with Patrick Beverly's friends? I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's so, like, there's nothing worse than when you got a friend, but you don't like none of their friends. I mean, I mean, Dane from Dane from the, he from the town, man. He, he could he could adapt. I think I don't Dane even want to hang like, out with whoever Patrick Beverly bring it around. Yeah, it might be I'm a, I'm too old for this shit. When you get there, <laughs> you know, you get there, you like, man, I'm I'm too old for this shit. That's like you hanging with me, and I'm like, hey, bro, we about to go here and here, and I ain't really tell you. You just trusted my judgment because you like me, and then we end up in a spot, and you like, bro. I'm too, you just say to yourself, I'm too old for this shit. Hold up. He needs to talk to Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder got to know the spots. He went to college there. Yeah, but I, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. It's not many spots for us. I know. Us. That's what I, mean. I know. I feel, I feel you, spots. but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Jay Crowder could tell him where to go. Maybe that's what it is. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I wonder what it'd be like to hang out with the Nassas. I bet you I bet you with the Nassas walk up in any spot, his money is no good there. I bet everybody be happy with the Nassas show up in a spot. Because I bet he'd be happy as hell to be there. He's the... Nah, I'm pretty sure he treats that city like shit. He probably goes out, <laughs> yo, I need a table. You know what I mean? Like, we get... Because I've seen it. I've seen... 
who who came who i'm trying to think of somebody got went to phoenix i forgot they got money they ended up getting like a big deal and they came to phoenix i watched them tree scotch they're like shit. like he was an really? average player but he got paid and it's like that mentality you almost think you larger than life when you go to like a city like that like they dame is that famous that he can't go out to me he can't show himself like he can't do nothing in milwaukee like it would be unbearable. He can't go to Dave and Buster's. He can't go to Brown Deer. He can't play around. He not outdoorsy. Like he too famous for that that place. Cause Aaron Rodgers couldn't pull that off. It's so many people that are just like yo you you like Giannis. Giannis can't be seen driving. That, that's out. That's out. You say Dave. You say Dave need to go get him a rifle and a vest and go start hunting. That's that's what he need just, to do to start killing. Just pick the up time. a hobby, bro. Adapt to the Midwest, bro. Go. <laughs> Go go partner with a cheese company. Drop your own cheese. You know what I mean? Like, just, just, just do something, bro. Because in Portland, he was everywhere, bro. He had car dealerships, mattress deals. Like, really just embrace that. Like, you know what I mean? Milwaukee, like I said, Milwaukee's a great place. Great people. Milwaukee in March is tough. Iowa in March is tough. I went to college in Iowa, bro, and I was just to be thinking about in and out. That was it. What you think Danilo Gallinari be doing in Milwaukee? Listen, Danilo Gallinari, I'm for sure. I know he getting faded. He trying out the best, the best of the best whiskey. He he, he, he just he just chilling, bro. He chilling. I want to know where he was kicking it when he was in Atlanta. That's what I want to know. I want to know where he was, where he was, where he was rolling when he was with the Hawks. I want to know where the where the Italian. He probably was outside. He probably was outside for sure for a little bit trying it. I was in Milwaukee when Luke Richard Mabute, uh, what's brother name? Ersin Ilyasova. Like, I would never see those dudes out. Like, so I know a Danilo Gallinari not about to be in the mix. They'll probably, Carlos Delfino. You know what I mean? Like, them dudes would do steakhouses and go home. You know what I mean? Like, the only time to come outside was literally dinner after games. You got private chef. Milwaukee's actually a place where you sit Milwaukee and Oklahoma City are the place where you think an immature player is going to cut up. They'll become mature. Shay got, Shay got married. Because they ain't got no other choice. Shay got married, bro. Ain't got nothing else to do. This is the problem the NBA got, man. Black folks get money. We got like five places in America that we really try to move. If it's even five, right? Because, I mean, there's some that you can move to. Like Miami's, like not everybody's trying to move to Miami after they get money, but it's a place to go. Like Miami, Atlanta, Houston's a good place. Uh, you know, California. There ain't that many places, but it's like really like five, six, maybe seven places that we trying to go once we get some money, okay? However, the NBA is in 28 cities. You see, we got a, we got a, we got a shortage. We got a shortage here. And so what that means is, it's a lot of dudes with all the money they ever dreamed of. Like, they like Brubman when he showed up and it was the glass uh, the glass refrigerator full of sandwiches and he couldn't open the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got everything I ever dreamed of. But look, look around. It's the pandemic. You still getting paid from your job. You probably getting extra little money and everything shut down. Everything shut down. You can't go nowhere. You got all the money out your wildest dreams. You can't get a haircut. You can't go outside. You can't spend this money. You just said living in Miami is the pandemic. It's locked out. I mean, Milwaukee, big difference. See, there I did again. Yes, I just said yes. Somalia, but I'm in Samoa. 
and that's a night and day because again, having all the money, what you gonna do with $42 million a year in Milwaukee? I'm going to get very rich, very, very rich, but uh, we gonna, we gonna sell some stuff and come back on the right top. Prize picks is the most fun you can have by winning up to 25 times your money. And with the football season over, you can still win money with basketball and hockey. Just choose two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You can pick combo projections across multiple sports from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. And if you stick around for the end of the show, you'll get to hear some picks from our producer, Shaw, that can either help you win or make you fail miserably. So make sure you go to prizepicks.com slash Bomani and use code Bomani for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Bomani. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. And spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. Trey, it doesn't matter you done put in all that work, worked all to put in all that grind to get all that money, and here you are in Indianapolis. Shout out to Indianapolis, though. Indianapolis got great donuts, great steakhouses. But you're right, again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Steakhouses? Steakhouse, hold on, steakhouses, plural? No, let me take that back. Minnesota has the steakhouses. Indianapolis has a steakhouse, right? But <laughs> just, just, just check will, it, just check it, just check it. I will, I will say, again, this is the Samoa Somali thing, you know what I mean? Like we mix it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I will say this. With small market teams, you get great fans. You get ultra fans. The fans that actually name their kid after you. The fan that'll get the premeditated tattoo of the the championship the fan that'll greet you after a playoff loss in the blistering cold (laughs) you know what i mean yes but playing for these teams and having all that money disposable money right you're like 70 million a year some some ridiculous by the next 2026 but you play for the pacers and you got a crib in whatever place indiana outskirts 25 minute drive to the practice facility so you're just hiding out in your mansion of 18 rooms <laughs> and nobody to see it. right it's just sad bro is it even fun anymore 
You really got to psych yourself out, bro. You got an 18-room mansion. You know what I mean? You got everything. You got a living chef. You got full-court basketball, and nobody want to fly out to you. You know what you got to do, honestly? You got to really lean into giving back to the community. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you got to make yourself you got to make yourself the king of the city. You need to be in the hospitals. Like, you need to make it so that when you hit the streets, you feel a love that can never be replaced by you going anywhere else. Like, you're going to you're gonna have to develop a very substantial relationship with the place. I feel like Iris and Philly. They love me here. Kobe Lakers. You got to be to a point where you're not from there, but you're damn near adopted now. Yeah. See, Kobe... I always say Kobe was fascinating, and unlike anybody else, Dirk kind of has it in a similar way. But mm -hmm. the, they got Kobe as a child, and they went through yes. all the stages of growth with him. And so when it got to like the end of his career, and like it really hit me when he died, but nobody had ever grown up with a fan base. Because they look, Lakers fans went through it with Kobe. This was not love the whole way through. That bond was tested many times over. The booing against the Jazz, the air ball, like... You know, the fake, I remember reading the headlines of the, the fake Jordan, because you remember the Harold Miner went through that, and then now we got, like, mm -hmm. a duplicate that ain't delivering early. You know what I mean? Like, they thought right. this was a failed project. They was mad they traded off Eddie Jones at one point. Yeah, but that's a whole longer discussion yeah. to me about how we're messing up with Kobe in that everybody loved Kobe now, but no, the real story is much more interesting and actually much more gratifying because we did not all love Kobe. Kobe was Kobe did not always make it easy for you to love him, right? Like, and even the mama mentality stuff that we talk about now is fraught with some, you know, that works out well as an individual pursuit, but when you start adding mm -hmm. other pieces, this doesn't necessarily go as easy, right? We just, we've lost right. the plot. I shouldn't even said that because we could talk about that forever. But I want to ask you this about LeBron, and now I feel bad because people think I hate LeBron and I don't hate LeBron, but I know Lakers fans going from a Kobe discussion to a LeBron LeBron discussion. I know that feel weird to them because they keep trying. They still try to make this LeBron thing work. They're going over the top yep. and how they feel about it. It's it's what it is. But LeBron, like, can we put the this is the thing he said um, about? So basically, somebody put up a mock draft and they said that Bronny was not in that mock draft. He'd probably be taken in twenty twenty five. And here comes LeBron on his horse, puts on his cape. And like to the other kids out there striving to be great, just keep your head down and work. These mock drafts don't matter a bit. I promise you, only the work matters. Let's be real. And didn't he say some other stuff about, um, you know, why don't you just let a kid be a kid? Like he talked about this shit like a showbiz pizza. Didn't he say that? Yes. Like he did not start that. Bro, he said Bronny could make plays better than some of the active players right now. He said like half the league. Yes. I got a chance to spend time with Bronny last year in McDonald's All-American. Great kid. Gets a bad rep. Comes with the territory of who your daddy is. Just wants to be one of the kids, right? Had a great showing. A lot of people felt like he shouldn't have been there. Kid's very smart. Makes the right plays. High IQ. Was able to uh, have 15 points in the game, right? Now, summer hits. Has some issues with his heart. Kept him out. Sideline, you know has been very blessed to return. A lot of people don't return when they have heart issues. It's kind of like, that's it. I'm sure he got the best treatment in the world. Now he's about playing, playing under 20 minutes a game, five points a game as a freshman. Very serviceable. But to throw him on a mock draft is disrespectful to the game. It's disrespectful to the other players who... I don't think he's not deserving, but I think 
he needs time to grow. And, you know, there's a quote, you know, elevator to success. I think he can earn his own keep on his own time without his dad. But I think there's a bigger issue because they want to do the Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Sr. shit. Right. Well, at least LeBron wants to. I don't know LeBron if LeBron wants want to do to. it. LeBron wants to do it. And he's also going to control this narrative of that it's way bigger than six rings or that it's way bigger. And again, I'm not here to bash LeBron because LeBron is one of the greatest players to suit up. LeBron is on pace to have 40,000 points. LeBron is on pace this season also to play 57,000 minutes. He's about to surpass Kareem this year, Bomani. That's six days of playing straight basketball, no breaks. <laughs> basketball immortality. That dude is just ridiculous. But he be on some bullshit. <laughs> he be on some bullshit. That's it. Like, That's all I want to say. Like, like this one right here, first of all, no, nah, man. Unfortunately, no, we can't just let him be a kid because he's actually not really a kid, right? Like, by this time, you was in the NBA. And I know you, LeBron had to take on weight that he does not want his kids to have to take on, obviously. But the truth is, this is the game. And you know that this is what the game is, right? I feel bad for Bronny on the mock draft stuff because I felt like people were putting him way too high in mock drafts last year because mock drafts don't matter. So you can do anything you want in them far-off mock drafts just to get people to click, just to get people to talk about it. And so it's then Bronny's name... It's a total cloud drive, right? And so then Brody's name gets recycled and pushed around in ways that the average person is assuming more of him than is honestly fair. If he gets to the NBA at all, it is a victory because getting to the NBA at all is really, really hard. But then when you look at it, it's juxtaposed against you talk about LeBron trying to get him a multi-year deal to keep playing. And all of it just looks like, man, this don't seem like it's going to be any fun for anybody because I'm going to tell you this right now. I got on the to the NBA and we taking NBA road trips. The last thing I need is my daddy down the hall. And by the way, I don't know how much my daddy wants me down the hall. Hey, you potting. You is potting right now because I ain't even think about I'm just that. Saying. That's a whole nother I'm thing. I'm just saying, like, right? would, you, would you really want to be out here living on the road with your kid or living on the road with your pops? Especially when you want to be your own man. And I don't think that's even the whole scenario of what he's got a chance to do yet right he's not even allowed to do like media like bro imagine he have a bad game bro and they like yeah Bronny James PR you think Bron gonna step in for the team and be like nah he not doing it he not doing it tonight <laughs> like he can't speak up and that was used to be that's crazy like to control the media part like bro, he a collegiate athlete now he got to speak for his own you can't just be like no nah, no no further questions no, yo, no. Wait till Le wait till LeBron start hitting him with the strays. Wait till LeBron start hitting him with the strays. You know, LeBron start putting out that passive aggressive stuff out there. Hey, look, man, let me tell you this too, Brody. Like, I mean, he loved you more than he loved D Wade. However, uh, he'll trade you both. Yeah, if it affects his, if it start affecting some other stuff, oh yeah, because he can be like, yeah, you know, we we got to be focused. You know, I know it's these girls and these cars and these jewelry and these young people. They just don't want to. They're like, bro, that's your son. You killing me, bro. Brody, you know Brody used to that. They going to come ask Brody about that and be like, yeah, it's what your dad had to say. Yeah, he would do that, wouldn't he? Or they both, mm -hmm. or they both, be, or they both be sitting in there with each other like, no, nah, nothing's wrong. 
nothing's wrong. No, anything wrong? No, nothing's wrong, Dad. Anything wrong with you? No, nothing's wrong. Or he's in a season, he's on an island. They share the floor. And you got Luka Doncic. You got Jalen Brunson. You got Dame. You got Halliburton. You got Westbrook. You got all these motherfuckers that's really good. And they're like, yeah, your daddy not going to save your ass. And LeBron actually <laughs> is the drop coverage. But he's older now. And he's thinking he's doing like his, he think he's doing his best to like save his son on the help side. And like, bro, they going to be talking so much shit. They going to be, they going to be talking so much shit. Do you remember that first game, Patrick Beverly on Lonzo Ball? And that was Lonzo yes. Ball. That's Lonzo Ball. I do see it from this perspective too. Bo, I think he going this year, despite what anybody else talking about. He going to go. And he going to be drafted. Which team is going to waste that second round pick on him? <laughs> is what I'm curious about. Because we going to get a very held out free agency from LeBron James. Dramatically. Now that we have a two-day draft, we now got to wait two days. Oh, it's that's gonna right. It's going to be very dramatic. It's going to be very dramatic. And that team that takes a gamble is going to think they have that shot. They better have – all I know is the team that is willing to take Bronny better have the cap space because he's looking for 60 a year. But that's how you wind up uh, stuck with Shabazz Napier. You remember that one? You remember that when LeBron was like, yo, I sure would take Shabazz Napier. And the Heat were like, yeah, we take Shabazz Napier too. And I don't know what language Shabazz Napier out here speaking right now, but it ain't English. It is for sure not. He he, he a dual citizen now. No, no I had something else. I, had, I got a short circuit in my earpiece, so I had to hit the button because I had missed you for a second. But there was something else mm -hmm. I was just thinking about, and I just got completely thrown off because I had the short circuit in the earpiece as it relates uh, to, oh, the two-day draft. Hey, man, I don't know who thinks this is a good idea. But um, I don't know about you, but I looked at a mock draft for just round one the other day. And let me tell you something. I ain't never heard of none of these motherfuckers before. Not a, I don't know who any of these people are. And I'm, and I'm not just talking about the ones from other countries, Stan. I'm talking about the, the, the boys from the U.S. of A. College basketball is in a weird spot. Our superstars are the women. Yes. We don't have any real... Real male college basketball stars. Dillingham, he might surprisingly be number one just because it ain't Manny to rival. Edie in, in Purdue is literally the best player to me. He's the best player right now in college basketball, but it's not a sexy enough name to be like, man, I wonder who's going to get Edie. Like, nah, bruh. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't seen this drop off in a long time. And I, that's no shade to the players because I do think, you know, the, the unknowns are always the weird ones where they actually become somebody. And I like that. Shout out to y'all. If y'all ever felt doubt, doubt it, no disrespect from me or Bomani. We just, and there's nobody that's, usually we create that type of player and be like, yo, you know what's name's over there. Thank you for throwing me under that disclaimer. That's a real homie right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, did, you, you did not just simply offer your own no disrespect. You also brought mm -hmm. me into your no disrespect so that people understood that there was a cone of respect, right? That goes mm -hmm. from where I'm at to where you at, and we all in that, and not everybody would do that. And I greatly appreciate that. I, 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 I got, I'm curious your thought on this part, though, because this is where I think the NBA is going to wind up helping college basketball again. This G League Ignite thing is looking like a G League disaster. 
right? It looks like it, it is not doing. It's not doing what it was supposed to do, guys. It's not doing that. It's G League deceased. This is the this is going to be the last year, probably after this. It's gotta be, man. It's gotta be. It's just a horrible idea. Like I I think that at some point a lot of these players are gonna recognize, and we'll see what happens at overtime elite, because like the Thompson twins seem to be doing all right. Like them having taken that path hasn't seemed to hurt them. But I think being part of a team is very, very important. And I think the thing that these cats aren't learning enough of, and part of why we are not seeing top level stars be produced is they're not staying anywhere long enough to learn what it truly is to be a high level star. You know, if you're just going somewhere long enough to audition and get on, then you're going to be there. G League Ignite over is that. It's G League Ignite over. That's an important distinction. The G League itself will still be there. But the G League Ignite, where they tried to get their own little team together and like Scoot Henderson. Yo, Scoot Henderson is the worst commercial ever. And like none of, none, it, he, he's the one where it's like, did y'all break him? Because if y'all broke him, nobody should ever mess with y'all again. I think Scoot, Scoot's turned around. I think in his situation, it's tough for a guard, man. It's always tough when you got that much like push and product, like not industry plant stuff, because that kid can really play. He also landed in a situation where like put Scoot Henderson surrounded by people because he wants to pass. We we're so used to guards like filling it up. Scoot wants to pass. He actually wants to be in the assist category and, and, and do what it takes to be around winners. Portland is like. Nah, we landed with a Dame, a Damian Lillard 2.0. He don't shoot like Dame. He athletic, but he don't play like Dame, bro. He he more on the Eric Bledsoe side. He more on the, you know, like this crazy athletic. And you're like, we hope the upside kind of goes that better. And I think school can be much better than Eric Bledsoe. No disrespect to Eric Bledsoe. He's a solid pro. But he's also a lot bigger than Eric Bledsoe, right? Yes. Yes. Much bigger. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think right now with the NIL and, uh, you know, the the overall competition of things that's going on, college is getting their flair back, which was very good in my, from a business perspective of me being a part of the McDonald's All-American, um, you know, campaign and stuff like that. I was getting nervous because I'm like, yo, they're pulling all these guys away for money. And now guys are starting to see the incentive of being on a college campus, of getting that free exposure and building up your brand and actually, you know, like, what was that, old Miss quarterback got a private jet NIL deal? You know what I mean? Like, like Caitlin Clark, for example, right? We just watched Brianna Stewart take a one-year deal to resign with the New York Liberty. Now, she can go make money elsewhere. One-year deal to keep her team intact. She just wants to win a championship. Kaylin Clark is all, she got 19 NIL deals right now, Bomani. 19. The queen of Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. I lived in Forest City, Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. And when you leave to a smaller, like you're almost bigger than the WNBA. I hate to even say that because we have talents like Asia Wilson. But if Asia Wilson played in this, played in the uh, NCAA right now, she would be just as, bigger than the WNBA so the exposure and the free must-see TV yeah the WNBA's problem and this is this is the super important thing man they don't have no teams for nobody to care about there's a world of people who care about Iowa basketball like in the end the enduring unit is the team we talked about this on this show before that that's the enduring unit and so you gotta if 
you're not going to be able to make people care about your league until people care about the teams. Because this is the problem the NBA is having right now. Because they think people are just mm-hmm. coming in to care about these players and they've just done a terrible job of making people actually care about these teams. And you would hope, and this is where yep. I think the way the contract setup is now, we're basically draft a guy in the first round, you got him for seven years, right? They all sign the qualifier. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, they all take the extension. Nobody takes the qualifying extension, offer. Yeah. They all basically stay for seven years. But the problem is those first years, they're not good enough to make an impact because they're just too young mm-hmm. to make that sort of impact. And so how do you make it to where people start caring about these teams early? Like that's what I talk about looking at the Thunder now. The Thunder got a set of dudes that's not terribly different than what they had 15 years ago that got people all Mm -hmm. excited about them. But nobody cares enough about the team. Nobody stuck around after those guys left. I mean, the people from Oklahoma Mm -hmm. obviously did. But there aren't that many people that stuck around after to realize they're doing it again. It's right there and they're doing it again. But people didn't invest in the team in that same way. Yeah, I mean, you got a competent GM, run office, you could you could you could re you could reinvent the wheel. Everybody yep. don't get a Sam Presti. Everybody don't got a, a competent GM or front office running over there. So you trade off those valuable draft picks. You go trade for that old player. You know what I mean? Yeah. That got that old car that got a hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah, Sam Presti realized like, look, man, I'm gonna have to treat her right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just going to be, I, I ain't going to be able to be out here just flashing bread around. I ain't that sexy. None of that, man. I got to have flowers every day when she come home. She need mm-hmm. to feel the love from me every single day. And the boys feel the love, apparently. Like, the fact that Shay be like, all right, cool, I'll ride this out. Because <laughs> I wouldn't. He definitely could have went anywhere at that point. And he, and he I feel like he going to get that number retired for sure over there. Whatever he want to do. Whatever he want to do over there in Oklahoma, he going to be good. And I, I, you know, I don't do the comparisons. But if he, if he could deliver one, it remind me of that Dude. Toronto, DeMar, Kawhi situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. DeMar gave some great years over there. Vince Carter gave he really some great did. years over there. He really did. But did really you get did. that one new guy and he delivered what you worked really hard for? Dude, they about to have him and Chet, man. Like, Chet, who I think has actually been the rookie of the year this year. Like, Big Vic is doing some incredible things, but I think the guy has been Chet so far. Dog, if they, him and Chet in two years? Like, what that's going to look like in two years? Because also, man, we talked about this before with Chet. Chet a dog, man. <laughs> Chet, is, Chet is here to do things. He competitive, man. He competitive. I really like the trajectory of like how we felt about LeBron, LeBron Mello, but him and Wimby, because Wimby's yes. only going to get better. But also LeBron and, LeBron and Mello were homies. These dudes yes. are not. Yeah, they don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a complete different thing. I think that, I think that, I think there's, there's something there for Nike also to play off of, you know, good, good in-house competition. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but those dudes no, are going to be Chet fun. Need to, Chet needs to start coming to the ring like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They need to start bringing him to the ring. Ho! And he carrying that flag. That's what they mm-hmm. that, That's what they need to have. Vic need to come out here acting French than a motherfucker at all times. That's what they need to have, right? Like, we need to turn this into a thing. Make the Olympics into are something. We're we scrapping it? it out. we Rocky for it. That's what we doing it. That's what we doing. That's what we doing. Like, Vic need to stop speaking English. He needs to just do French in all the interviews. That would be killer. That'd be killer. Because, like, I 
show you know, up in a beret. Ain't gonna be on. You know what I'm saying? Walk mm-hmm. around with like a cigarette holder. Just be mad prideful. Just yes. Just, just showing just, up. Just showing up at the country kind of man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the time. All the time. You get dunked on and a Frenchman say some French shit to you. Like what the fuck he said? Oh my god. What? Well, did you see Rudy banged up Big Vic the other day? And I can only imagine what Rudy said to him in France. Like, yo, man, Rudy got to oh, be taking this all personally, right? Like, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy thought he was the one holding it down. He the big homie. He the big homie. He he's the reason. He's the first viral clip. You don't remember that? Remember they were playing ones, and he was that's like, right. Yo, that they got the French kid. He he's sixteen. He ready coming, and he was playing him in ones, and he was hitting him with that shit. And mother was like, oh. France got some shit over there. I don't know what they doing, but they got some shit. That's how Drago. He the modern day Drago. <laughs> he, he over here now. And, and bruh, I don't know what. You seen this? He tried some shit last night. I think it was last night. He goes behind the back, throws it off the glass, and just kind of came short of like dunking it. And I'm just like, bro, is NBA Street trying to get style points? Like literally, Yo, he's starting to he's starting to make those threes, man. Where he's out here low crossing them and stepping up and going mm-hmm. back, and them threes where it look mm-hmm. like he going like this with like two fingers because his hands so big. He's yeah. starting to make them, dog. How's the Spurs better than the Wizards and Pistons? But they not really they not really better. Like like yeah, not they're not they're not trying either. But they're they they just still on paper better. Look, like I still think I still think Pop. I can't believe Pop ain't gone ahead to talk with them boys. They don't seem to understand. Like, ain't nobody come. To, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. They don't. They don't. They don't. Like I say, it's Ricky Davis over and over and over again. They got a Ricky Davis from France. They got Ricky Davises from all over the world over there on that team. I would say go get Killian Hayes, man. Frenchman, fellow French kid, point guard, <laughs> not really loved. Just build this little French thing over there. Just, you know, and your job solely is to get Big Vic the ball. That's it. Get the alien the ball. Get out of the way. That's it. His shit don't look real. It looks like cartoons. Like these long arm dunks that he out here getting on people. It doesn't look real. He's Stretch Armstrong out there, bro. I don't really, I didn't think anybody in our lifetime. I mean, we've seen George Murison. We've seen the Manute Bows. We've seen the Mark Edens. We've seen, they just haven't been that skilled. Bobo. I like what Bobo is able to do, but Bobo ain't, you know, Victor. Big Vic out here right. doing some shit. I ain't, like I said, watch when he fine-tuned and he gets some some players around him. Like I said, I hate to do that because I like Trey Jones. I like those other kids over there. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're solid, but they ain't going to win no ball games. And when they surround, like, imagine a NBA, former NBA All-Star pulling the Andre Iguodala and going to join Big Vic. Yeah. And saying, all right, I just want to, I just want to play with Buddy. We got a, we got a problem. I just want to see what it's like. Uh, you know, like I'm a ten year vet. I'm coming up. Like Paul George was like, yo, I just want to go play with Big Vic. What? Oh, they and I take the pay cut to go play with Big Vic. Hold on, hold on. He too old now, but can you imagine a two year ago Chris Paul just deciding that I'm gonna go out here and set this dude up all game long? Chris, I mean, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. Chris Paul could have did something right now. Because all you got to do is pass. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all you got to do is pass. They're going to be about 20, 25 more wins on that, on that record. They're going to be 30. They got 36 wins. And they probably a play in, which San Antonio probably don't want. But 
they they in the they in the talks of the play in. They 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 giving somebody yes. a headache. Just give me yes. a shooter, Chris Bad. Paul, and call it a day. <laughs> I think Big Big be so sick of Chris Paul, he'd be calling him all kind of shit and fresh. Oh my, like, oh my god. Could you imagine Chris, Chris, Paul, Chris Paul trying Paul to teach life lessons? Oh man, let me tell you this too. Chris Paul would go learn just enough fresh to be annoyed. Yeah, he he for sure be talking to him. That's some Kobe shit. That's a, that's some Kobe <laughs> shit. Kobe would literally be. I'm fluent in French. I'm gonna just talk to bro. They'd be on the court talking French. They just pissing everybody off. <laughs> like, yo, imagine Anthony Edwards standing. Like imagine Anthony Edwards' face listening to Rudy and Big Vic speak French to each other. He'd be like, "What the fuck you say? Y'all talking about me?" It'll be like my man Terry, man. One time, me and my man Terry was somewhere. And some people started speaking Armenian to each other, and mm -hmm. we didn't see it coming. And there was just no way for us to see it coming. And my man Terry was like, "Next thing I know, he from Memphis. Next thing I know, they start speaking some shit I ain't never heard. That shit wasn't nothing close to Spanish." <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's how Anthony Edwards would feel in that moment. Oh, like, man. like, yo, where y'all learn this at? This what yeah. this what y'all speaking France? What y'all call it? French? Oh. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. It makes sense. He have a good humor with that. I for real. Yes, man. That is Javon Edwards, man. Tell the people where they can check the podcast out, man. Man, Black Opinions Matter, bomb podcast on all streaming platforms uh, under the Count the Ding Count the Dings Network. Bomani, thank you so much for always having me on. Appreciate it. Hope to be back. Oh, dude, all day, man. I appreciate you. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to The Right Time. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Sean, you got prize picks for the people. I sure do, Bo. Uh, Austin Reeves, one and a half three-pointers made. De'Aaron Fox, three and a half assists. Tyrese Halliburton, 14 and a half points. And P.J. Washington. Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. We're going over. More, 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 more <laughs> for PJ Washington as well on the fantasy score. Uh, I'll just wait for the chat to chime in because they know what the deal is. But yeah, those are the picks for today. The optimist Sean Yu handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Remember, follow the right time. Subscribe, like, rate us, review us. Give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy.